Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com where you will find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now for today's episode, my name is Adam Homie. I'm your host. I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. This episode is going to be sort of a back to the future type thing. We are bringing back someone who was with us in the very early days of the Business Creators Radio Show. Uh, One of our very popular guests from very early on, who's going to be sharing with us a new wrinkle in the evolution of referral and referral and affiliate marketing. It's a new model that we're seeing and he's going to tell us about that and how it could be something could be applicable to you and could support you in your business. His name is Gary Henderson. He's the founder and CEO of Interactivity Digital, digitalmarketing.org and the Entrepreneur Cooperative, TEC. Over the past 20 years, he's managed digital marketing in various capacities. He's worked with large brands such as Ford Motor Company, AT&T, and many major hotel chains. He's also done work for celebrities such as Jeff Walker, I do call him a celebrity, Christina Aguilera, Jeff Foxworthy, and Carrot Top. His company, digitalmarketing.org, was named the HubSpot 2017 Rookie Agency of the Year and has helped generate over $250 million, it's probably a bigger number now, in online revenue in the past eight years. Now, with the Entrepreneur Cooperative, Gary is building a community of entrepreneurs you can learn, lean on, and build a network of success using an innovative model. So, Gary Henderson, come on in. The weather's fine. Hey, thank you so much, Adam. You know, I I remember when we first did our interview, it was the beginning of October 2013. I think you were guest number five, maybe number six. I was doing this from a hotel room in Las Vegas where I was doing a housing search because I was less than 30 days from moving there. I could not get any service on the telephone in the room for some reason. My cellular phone cut out. I couldn't get on uh, the internet because the Wi-Fi was shot, and this all went down right in the middle of our interview. And you began conducting the interviews if I wasn't even there, like asking yourself the questions. And then I, when I logged on, he said, "Hey, man, how you doing? We were just talking about you." <laughs> I've shared that story a few times uh, by way of letting our listeners and the people I help launch their podcast know that stuff like that happens and it sometimes makes for the more memorable moments that makes the show and the experience more enjoyable and relatable. So what we like to do here on Business Creators Radio, and this is a little bit of a change from how we did it back in 2013, is these days we what we do is I read off your official bio or a distillation thereof, and it's so impressive I'm not even sure that I am worthy to be here and it's my show. Uh, what I, so what we'd like to do is uh, tell us a little bit about but more about your journey of how you got to where all that happened and what led you to where you are serving today from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion, making a difference for your community market and audience. Yeah. So I started, wow. I started my first company back in 2000 and I ran a, a small ad agency working with some consumer products. I worked with some pretty big brands. You know, that's where I got to work with AT&T and Christina Aguilera and some of the hotel chains and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, and worked on that for a while. I had a, an angel investor that funded me for a while. Um, I ended up not really enjoying it because I worked so much for his brands and yeah. I didn't get to establish myself. So I shut the company down. I took a brief stint of opening a bar and um, sold the bar and, and worked for someone else for about a year. And then in 2009, I started again and I, and I did what I knew to do. I did digital marketing. Um, back in 2000 and right around the time that you and I were meeting, um, I was introduced to someone named Suzanne Evans. I remember her. And um, yeah, she's great. She was yeah. my first mentor. Oh, yeah, she, she was is. my first client in this industry. And 
you know, that, that kind of opened my door. I was still, before then I was working with hotels and you know, I was getting big opportunities and I was running a small agency and I was at this pivotal moment and we had about 10 people working for me. And I was at a pivotal moment that I either needed to jump up to that 30 or 40 person team, or I needed to switch my clients because I was getting the doors open to things like Dollywood or Community Coffee or NBC. And I was getting the contracts, but I wasn't a big enough company to support the business. So we went through the vetting stages and stuff. They, they would always pull the contracts because they would say, we can't give a you know, $100 million budget to your agency. You're only a 10-man team. Right. So as I met Suzanne, I, I found this, this vertical that I call influencers or, or creators or mentors or business coaches that we serve. And, and I found that there's a lot of really brilliant people in this world that took some very, some traditional, but mostly alternative paths to, to where they are today. You know, they may have had a, a professional career and then they, they found some magic along the way and they, they moved on their own. Um, but a lot of people helping each other using their knowledge and using their genius and their magic and stuff like that. And as I found those people, I realized that they needed help with marketing. And they didn't know how to market themselves so well. They didn't know how to position their message in front of the right audience. They didn't even know what the right audience was. And no one was serving them. So I was very blessed to be able to step into an industry that I love and that I have so much fun in. And I got to work with some of the biggest and best names in our industry. And you named some of them, but I mean, Lewis Howes and Michael Hyatt and Jeff Walker and Gabby Bernstein and Dr. Axe and, and Ray Higdon and Eric Worre and, you know, Lisa Sasevich, Allie Brown, Suzanne Evans. These are all clients that I've had, you know, the, just the honor of getting to help serve and help them expand and spread their message to the world, which is what my true passion is. You know, and it's such a small world because a couple of those folks were uh, were clients of mine before they became the names that we all now know them as. Uh, I My trajectory has a lot of I knew them whens in it. So uh, that just has to do with marketing positioning and how I answered the how I answered the thing and just how it goes sometimes. So that is a really great story. And what I heard within that is a lot of self-awareness and recognition that you had a journey to pet go to to find what it was that was truly going to serve you. And I think that a lot of folks go through that, especially when they're being told to do a certain thing and then they try and do it. And then there's just a lack of resonance or they don't get the magical results that that home study course said they're supposed to get. Or they uh, find out that a lot of those people in their mastermind who are telling all the big stories were probably blowing a lot of hot smoke. Right. I think we've all been there before. And I think one of those has to do with affiliate programs. I've had clients do affiliate programs. I've had clients shut down their affiliate programs. And one of the trends that I noticed with that is it seems that most affiliate programs, I think this is just the way it is. But if you could tell me, you know, why does it seem like most affiliate programs have one or two affiliates who bring in like 98% of the paying customers? Well, it's who has the hottest list. So yeah. There's a cycle when you're running these affiliate launches. And when you run a launch, let's say that I launch in October, my list is going to be the hottest in November and December because I haven't burned out my audience yet. So I will roll into November, December and come in and crush launches, win launches, do great things because I'll have the hottest list because I just got everyone else to promote me. If you think yeah. about the way the industry work, it's, works, it's very incestual. It's very small. Yes. So what everyone's doing is we're all sharing the same lists. It's the same group of people. And if you're not replenishing your audience through you know, organic search, paid social, through other means, if you're not replenishing your audience and you're just leaning and waiting on your next affiliate launch, you know, if, 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 you, if you do your launch in September and then you're like, man, my list is getting dry. It's time to do another one. And January is here and you do another launch and you replenish your list. You're doing nothing more than replenishing your list with someone else's audience. Right. So that's why ever who has the hottest list, meaning the one that's at the top of everyone's mind at that moment, is the one who comes in and wins the launch. Uh, most people also just send the basic boring swipe copy and they're not aligning their message to their audience. So there's about 150 different ways that I could sell any one thing. And if I try to sell it incorrectly, then my audience won't resonate. 
and they won't relate and they won't take action because selling is trying to evoke a feeling in someone. So when we take the swipe copy that someone gives us, which is what most people do, and we just email that swipe copy out or just promote that swipe copy, we get zero to, to one result because that's just what we did. We didn't put any effort in. Yeah, I've no, yeah, I've noticed that as well. I have a, another friend of ours, uh, Dan Janelle, who's been on this show a number of times, who has something called the Art, the Author Marketing Collaborative, where a bunch of authors get together and uh, they all send out emails for three days, saying, uh, "Go to this webpage on the Author Marketing Platform website and download uh, twelve free books, of which their book is one of them." It's the idea is you send your name and email address, uh, you get the book absolutely free as a PDF. And then each participant gets a list of the people who signed up to download their book. Now, what's great about that is it gives you the opportunity to, through the collaborative, grow your own list. Uh, the challenge is over time, or not even over time, but actually right immediately, is you have to bear in mind there are going to be like nine or ten people who are going to be sending those same emails, and there may be some list overlap already. So when I participate in those, because I'm I usually participate in them, and it's been really great for my community and my tribe, is I take the time to customize the emails to my voice and what people expect to hear from me, and I've noticed because Dan has a requirement that you send him copies of what you send to your list so that he knows you're doing it. The ones who bring in the big numbers are the ones who do that extra step that you just described, which is to tailor it to the voice that their audience is used to hearing rather than right. just run with somebody else's swipe copy. And I'm on people's lists and I know their, their voice changes every week when they're promoting something else. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's finding your consistent voice and, you know, we have something in my company we call Garyizing it. I don't write our copy. Okay. Um, all of my copies outsourced. Our blog is, is growing like crazy. We're up 300% organic search traffic um, year over year for the month of October. So we're absolutely crushing it. But I write none of our copy. It's all written by our team. And it, it comes back through a process of getting my, my sayings and my stories and my my personality put into it, but I'm not writing it. And that's what, you know, if, if you're going to write your own copy or you're going to take someone else's swipe copy, that's the same thing you have to do. You have to, you know, take what they give you as a seed and then you have to find your angle that'll resonate really well for your audience um, that matches your voice, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I stack a lot of things whenever I'm promoting online and I will, um, you know, I'll do an audience and say like, for example, let's say we want to go reach all of Lewis House folks. Great, we can totally go do that, but we don't have the budget to go reach a million and a half, two million people. Nobody has a budget to go do that to test it and see if it works. Right. So what we should do is we say, well, what if we went and reached Lewis Howes people that were also into dogs? And what if we told them a story about how having a dog at your feet while you're staying in a work from home environment in a, in a, COVID, re, in a COVID situation? is great because it gives you companionship. Now we've started to craft that message to the segment of the audience that we want to talk to. And that's what you do. You know your audience because they're your audience. Right. So you talk to them and you take all these messages. It's like, well, I want to talk about, you know, um, working from home. Well, let's put a spin on it. Talk about a dog and working from home. So I will appeal to the audience and get the audience to actually engage in the story and want to watch it want to listen to it, want to read it, ever how we're communicating that message. Yeah, uh, see, that is very interesting. And even I hadn't thought of it exactly that way of taking it to a level of personalization where you can make the connection. Like Gary, I know you have a dog named Stella and I have a cat named Stella. Every time you post a picture of your Stella, I post a picture of my Stella in reply and says, my Stella says hi to your Stella. So exactly. people identify you as a guy who has a dog and loves your dog. And people identify me as a guy who has cats and loves my cats. So if I were acting as an affiliate and I wanted to get after Lewis Howes for instance, I might do the same thing as I might say, okay, so Lewis Howes, who, who are his followers? And let's find the ones who are allurophiles, the ones who like cats, mm -hmm. because I can take that same story that you spun and I can make it about cats. So we could both right. be targeting his audience at the same time. Uh, you're reaching the you're reaching the dog people and I'm reaching the cat people and we can both succeed more effectively because we're not just taking Lewis's swipe files and just blasting them out. 
Exactly. You know, and you can say, you know, I want to reach his audience and you can even take it a step further and say, I want to reach his audience in a certain geographical area too. That so you can play with this any way you want when you're being an affiliate, when you're promoting for someone, when you're advertising online. But the important part is aligning your message to your audience. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with that. So you've been working on this new model and I know we're kind of jumping almost to the chase here, but we still have plenty to cover. Uh, but I think it's a good idea to sort of start to introduce things now. Uh, you have a model for generating referrals that often requires little effort on the per part of the person making the referral. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're basically developing something, and I'm almost going to drop the key word here, that makes sort of a shift between the traditional referral model versus the collaborative or the collective. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I like to help people and I like to serve people. Yeah. So when I looked at my business and I looked at how I was going to run things going forward, I made some decisions that that, that impacted and, and made sense for me. And, and one of those things is I created a lifetime membership system. And I allow people to pay a fee and get access to me for life. And they get to be coached by me. They get to be mentored by me. It's been an amazing feeder program for me. I'll give you an example of that really quickly. Sure. I had someone on Friday. I did a Facebook Live. My wife went to the grocery store. I did a Facebook Live. I had someone click the love button on my Facebook live. Yeah. So I messaged the person and I said, Hey, thanks for engaging in my content. I would love it. If you would join the entrepreneur cooperative happens to be my $497 lifetime membership system. So I said, would you like to join? He said, I just paid man. That's so exciting. And I said, great. If there's ever anything I can do to help you, let me know. And he wrote back with a question. And I pitched in a, in a roundabout way. I taught him how to make an offer the way I make an offer. So I ultimately ended up making him an offer. And he wrote me back. Sorry, I take this back. This was Thursday because he wrote me back and he said, All right. I'm in. And I said, you're in. He said, I'm in. And I said, well, what do you, what? I wasn't pitching him. But he bought anyway. So by going live on Facebook, by inviting into a group that someone gets access to me for life in. I've now built someone who will go tell other people to come and join, who has now signed an agreement to pay me an additional $15,000, all off of one little heart button on a Facebook Live. Okay, so for all of our listeners, this is the part where you take a moment and make sure you subscribe to Business Creators Radio on your favorite syndication network so that you can go back and download this episode and listen to it again because Gary just unleashed for you and summarized how to use both live stream marketing and referral marketing to get new clients quickly. Now, here's the first question I have about that. I, I hear a lot about uh, you know, creating mastermind programs, creating coaching programs. And the big piece of conversation I often hear is, well, you got to raise your rates on that. So somebody says, I have, a, I have a program and I'm charging people $300 a month to belong to my group coaching program. And they say, you have to add a zero to that. And you have to hire sub coaches to actually do the coaching. People should pay only $100,000 to get to work with you. Uh, and, that, and that advice is often that advice is sometimes given to somebody who's been doing coaching for six months, who is still feeling their oats around the three hundred dollar a month model. Now you've turned around and you've created a model where somebody pays you one time for life. Yeah. Well, I don't. Does that sound about... does that sound counterintuitive? Well, it it is and it's not. So I don't feel good about charging someone every month. Because I think they have to make a decision every month if they want to pay me. And my low level, if I had a $50, and I've done it. You've paid for it before. I've had a $50 yeah. a month program or a $500 a year program, and I've done those. But the problem is you're always fighting to keep someone engaged. And then you're making a decision, and you're saying, well, I haven't been on one of Gary's calls in the last three or four months. That $50 a month, that's a lot of money. That's 150, 200 bucks I've spent and I haven't been on a call. 
I don't know that I'm going to pay for that next month. I'm going to cancel. And, and then you cancel. Right. And when you cancel, I think there are negative receptors that go off in your brain. And I think there's negative energy around your opinion of me and my brand. Because you even, chose yeah. to stop paying me. Yeah, even, even if it was me entirely saying, God, I love Gary's stuff, but I just don't have the time or the money. There's still going to be the negativity associated with it. And perhaps then that could even translate into shame. I get you. So I look at it and I say, if you pay me once, I don't care if you show up every month and you consume my content. Like, great, you're consuming my content. You're getting to know me. You're building a relationship with me. Everything's working great. If you pay me once and you sh never show up again, well, you may look at it and say, well, I don't have any time right now, but I'm going to pay today because I'm going to come back in two or three years. I have clients who pay me. I have one client in particular who pays me $36,000 a year to be on standby. If they ever need me, they can call me. They never called me. Wow. They pay me to have me on standby because if they need me, they know I will be the reason that they are able to make this win or make this work. Because if they called me right now, I would message them back and say, I'm in the middle of an interview. Give me 15, 20 minutes. Let me wrap it up and I'll be there with you. Right. That's what they pay for. So I have clients who pay substantial amounts of money for access to me. I also have people who say, I like you. I want to support you. I heard you on a podcast. I watched one of your videos. I read your blog. So I want to support you. I want to be a little closer to you. So I'm going to make it easy for them. And then over time, through our relationship building stages, I will get a lot of those people who invest a lot more money. Like imagine being able to not look at someone and say, like, it's great to say, go buy my book. And I think books are great. It's great yep. to say, go sign up for my email list. And I think that's great. But I say, hey, would you like to make a small investment once? Yeah, I'd love to make a small yeah. investment. Somebody pings me and says, Gary, I'd love to get on the phone with you and, and pick your brain for a minute. Great. I'd love to record that as a TEC face-to-face -face interview. Um, you just have to be a member of the Entrepreneur Cooperative, and I'll gladly get on the phone and record a, a call with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember when you first started the Entrepreneur Cooperative, I was one of the first people you reached out to. And yeah, you said it was back when it was $100 and you yep. even discounted it to $49 for me. I remember the interaction at the time. I said, dude, I got you. It's just got to be tomorrow because, uh, and this was when the COVID thing was running rampant and a couple things ran behind on me. It's like, dude, uh, I, I, I got you, you know, I'll get you tomorrow. Uh, it's just, I'm a little short today, but I got $5,000. It'll be here in the morning and 50 of that's yours. Yeah. And if you had to make the decision to pay me every month, you would have probably chose no at that time. You actually, you know, it's funny you bring that up. So let's be candid. You did make an offer to me like that, that about four years ago. Yep. And it did kind of not exactly go very well uh, in the sense that it, uh, I ended up not signing up. And I also noticed that you had started a program like that, and then it just kind of faded away after a week or two or a month or two. But the Entrepreneur Cooperative has been going on for well nigh almost a year, and you've got monthly trainings, uh, you've got the monthly happy hours. Sometimes you do your stuff a little early in the morning for my taste because I'm in the Pacific time zone, but I always watch the replays. Well, it's, it's one of the things. We have members all over the world. I think we're in yeah. countries right now. Um, so it's, it's never going to work out to be the same time for everyone. Correct. It, it's, just, it's just not. But we do have um, a really awesome membership portal. And we use yeah. a piece of technology called Searchy, which is the best thing I've ever found. All of our videos are transcribed and searchable. So it's actually better than, in my opinion, showing up live because, you know, there's just some times that you may not want to take the whole hour and listen to the live recording or listen to the live version of it, where if you just come in and you search around and you poke and prod and you search and you're like, I just want to find where Gary talked about Facebook ads. Great. It'll jump you right to that point and you get that live coaching or that on-demand coaching, I'll call it right there yeah. in that instance. So I put a lot of effort into making sure that our, our membership portal is as serving as possible. You know, ClickFunnels, they, this is what powers their system and they charge 20 grand a year for their ClickFunnels, that level of ClickFunnels. We charge $500 right now for life. So it's a bit different, same type of content, same system powering it because it just makes it easy. I want you to be able to come in there and search your busy. You're, you're, you need an answer quickly. You need to be able to log into a Facebook group and say, Gary, I got this problem. What do I do? And, or I got this problem. What do I do? And someone else comes in and helps you. 
I went in there the other day and asked for a referral. Got a great referral for one of my clients. So, you know, you need that community to be part of. And that's what I wanted to build. I didn't want to make you pay every month for that, though. I didn't want to make you make a decision. I wanted a decision to be made once. Make it easy so you never have to worry about it again. Right, right. And what and I'll say what's between the lines here is that this is where you build your tribe for folks who invest in you in higher levels. What I loved is when you said you have somebody who pays you, and there may be more than one of them, $36,000 a year or whatever it is, just uh, so that whenever they need you, uh, they can get you on very short notice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I aspire toward those numbers. In fact, I think I have three clients right now that pay me something like that, or maybe a little bit more. Uh, I'm looking to obviously to have a couple more like that, but it's kind of becomes the same thing. And I've noticed that the more, the larger the investment, the more informal it gets. Like you just said, hey, this person just call me whenever. It's like, uh, sometimes I don't hear from them for months and when I hear from them, I do. And it's the same way with uh, my top clients. There's not always a steady stream of, well, we're doing 15 hours a month here and then we're doing another 15 hours and we're doing another 15 hours, which justifies the exact dollar amount. They all pay me the exact same amount of money, whether we do nothing that month or, we're, or whether we bust our ass that month. Because in the long run, it more than evens out in terms of the value they receive in terms of revenues earned. It just acknowledges the reality that not everybody's consistently busy at the same time. Well, what you identified and you, you've surfaced here is, is a different model of pricing, I believe, in wholeheartedly, yeah. which is pricing based on your value, not based on what you do. We've spent our entire lives learning everything we know today. Yes. So, yes, you can go hire anyone you want and hire them for X amount of hours, and that's great, but you have to tell that person what to do. You have to micromanage that person. Where you go and hire an expert like yourself, myself, numbers of experts out here listening to this today. And, you know, it, you go hire an expert and that expert knows exactly what to do. So, yes, you may pay a little more. And, yes, that expert may have to work a little less. But the result is there, and that's what people really want. They don't want to work harder. They don't want to work more. They want the result that they're looking for. And they want it in the most sustainable and achievable fashion not necessarily the fastest because they may not believe the fastest will actually stick around that's that's the case uh that i found many times myself and you know who i've you know i've also found to be some of the less successful model the less successful entrepreneurs i met this guy once at a conference uh, it was about nine years ago and i should have said no to him because when I met him at the conference, he kept, like, every time I said something, he, his, he would say, well, how much for that? And I told him I'd be happy to speak, have a conversation with him about how we work together uh, a couple of days after we got back. And he was trying to have the conversation right then, and he was trying to schedule it for the next morning. And I should have known my interactions with him would be that. And it seemed like every time I had a phone conversation with him for the brief time he was with us, it was, well, how much more for that? How much is that? Uh, what does that cost? Uh, I attempted to get him to do what I have all my other clients do, which is show up for a call once a week, whether it's a five-minute check-in or a 60-minute masterminding session. We schedule for once a week, same time, same day, same time every week, just so that it's on the calendar. And I tried to do that with him, and he blew off his scheduled call, but then tried to call me eight other times that day. I can't even remember his name. Yep. Yeah. You've, you've got to find the energy that works for you. Yeah. You know, there are, there's an ideal vendor for that client. Oh, there is. And there's an ideal client for you as a vendor. Yeah. It's like for me, for example, I hate scheduled calls. It's, I, I absolutely hate it. My clients know that. Yeah. And I attract clients who hate schedule calls too. That's funny. You know, that's funny um, because here, here's what I, here's what I do. Uh, for my retainer clients, we meet 
once a week. Uh, and uh, the idea is it reduces the amount of back and forth calls and back and forth emails. And it also just sort of makes sure we stay on each other's radar screen so things don't slip. I found out that without that little brief call there, and sometimes just five minutes just to check in, and, and a lot of times just personal banter. Uh, sometimes mm -hmm. it's uh, to discuss a project or to get into a masterminding session or a brainstorming session. We know it's there. But outside of that, for the people who pay me, uh, the access is um, I also uh, have them on ideally my Skype, but I'll settle for my Facebook Messenger, something that follows me effortlessly without me having to install all kinds of apps. And uh, what they do is if they see my little green dot, they type three words, got a sec. Yep. And as soon as I have one, I get back to them, which is usually pretty quick. Everybody else goes to schedule with Adam.com because I don't want my phone ringing otherwise. Right. So I kind of get both. I don't like lots of scheduled calls with clients. I, I like to have a free flow with them. And I preserve that space by organizing everything else. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what works for you. And that's the part that I love about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's the part that I love about the segmentation and putting our messaging out there. You will honestly have clients that will be so attracted to you because they will lean into the story that you give them an hour or a call a week to get on the phone and check in with them. I charge yeah. clients double if they wanted to schedule a call a week. Like literally, if a client said, I want to schedule a call every single week for the next year at this time, I would say, great, it's double my normal fee. Yeah, let me let me let me bifurcate that. Um, when I say schedule a weekly call, I'll repeat it again. Oftentimes, it's just five minutes to check in just to make sure we're on each other's radar screens. And uh, and and the main purpose of it is actually to cut down on the emails that would otherwise go back and forth. Yeah, and that's, that's the main purpose because I freaking hate email to a to a ninth degree passion uh so that's why so that's why i have so that's really why i have those calls in place but if you're referring to um like a specific hour of coaching or an hour of consulting every no, week I'm, I'm i would charge to, double or triple i'm referring to any physical phone check-in that i would have to have with someone on a regular basis i don't want to do it oh i see like yeah. i don't do what you do with your clients what you do is amazing yeah. Now that I know you do that, when I talk to someone that asks me for that, that's an immediate no for me. Right. And they won't be happy if they pay me otherwise because that's what they're looking for. Okay. So I know those are the ways that I've learned my ideal clients. Right. And those are the ways that you learn your ideal clients. Exactly. And that's the way we can take the exact same offer – and pitch it, whether it be with our bonuses or with our bundles or just in general to our audience and pitch it correctly the way that our audience will receive it. And they will say, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I love this. Like, for example, Adam, you could take an offer and you could pitch it to your full retainer clients that get that call with you every week. And you could say in every week we will check in about this book because I'm going to read the book every week with you and we will chat about this book for about five minutes on our call every week and you would probably get 20 or 30 or 40 percent of your clients ever how many you have that will go buy the book just so they can read it and check in with you every week on the book that's an interesting model so what so what's going behind that is you're actually putting structure to it where we grow together if they want to yeah that I mean I mean that's that, that's a way of approaching it yeah I like that and if they don't want to, that's okay. You know, it's, it's okay if you don't want to do that. But, like, you're one of my clients. You're paying me. You're getting on the phone with me every week. So let's talk about this book because the book is – it's not like, you know, dragons and, and warlocks. It's like a business <laughs> book that you believe in that you guys are going to implement together. The principles that you're going to be teaching them and discussing them because they align with what you're going to coach and teach them. You could easily do it with a course as well. You could say, hey, guys, let's go buy X person's course, all of us, and I'm going to coach you on our weekly calls through this course, and we're going to do it together. And that works too. So there's all these fun ways you can play with this. That all is affiliate marketing. That's all yeah. it is. It's affiliate marketing because you're not saying go buy this product on your own, go do your own thing. You're saying, hey, there's a product out here that's going to work great for you. Why don't you go grab it and, and use it 
and, and make a lot of money out of it. And I'm going to make some money too. I make $100,000 a year from HubSpot. I don't do anything for that money. Wow. I have a shark from Shark Tank that's my client. I have big names like Lewis Howes, Mastin Kip, Michael Hyatt that are all HubSpot clients of mine. And I got them set up and I got them running in the software. I trained their team and I charged them a consulting fee to do so. And now I make 20% of what they pay HubSpot for life. And HubSpot's not a cheap piece of software. No, it's so not. I aligned. I have never sent out these big mass emails trying to do these big pitches to get you to come into a launch for HubSpot. All I do is I'm known as I know HubSpot really well. I was their 2017 Rookie Agency of the Year. Yeah. I'm the fastest ever agency in the history of HubSpot to become a platinum partner, and I did it as a two-man team, me and my wife. So I yeah. sold and sold more than anyone else. HubSpot calls me when they get someone that's a business coach or a mentor that wants to use HubSpot. They call me and say, Gary, can you consult with them? They send me business now because they know I know this industry. So all I do is I'm known in my niche as I'm the guy who knows HubSpot. So when someone wants HubSpot, that's a high-profile mentor, business coach, personality, brand, influencer, I usually get the phone call. I tell them, guys, I'll onboard you for free. I'll do some consulting and coaching for you for free. If they want more in-depth, like, you know, I'll charge a lot of money. But yeah. I'll do the basic stuff for free because I know what I'm getting. I'm getting 20% of what they're going to pay HubSpot for life. And that's a big ticket item. So what I'm hearing here is for those of you out there who have a high ticket software that you really love and you you could just geek out on playing with all day long, get known as an expert who helps others and people will come flocking to you and you set them, you just set them up in that software as your affiliate. And that's a huge revenue stream for you. And you're going to get more off of that in the long run than sending a bunch of emails. Yeah, because I built the relationship with my clients, and my clients were telling me they wanted a solution other than Infusionsoft. Yeah. So I went and found the solution because that's what my clients wanted. So when your clients – like I'm a huge fan of Searchy. I have an affiliate link with Searchy. They pay me money every single month. Uh I think it's a great little tool. So when you're looking at this in your business, the tools you're using that your clients could use as well, tell them you're using them. If you've got a book you're reading – Become an Amazon affiliate and send out a link to the Amazon book. You know, it, people don't care that it's an affiliate link. They just want the book that you're reading. Right, you know, right. That's when you're building, when you build true influence, you will have people who want to know what you're eating for dinner. They want to know what kind of cigar you're smoking because, Adam, I know you like to smoke a nice cigar. Yeah. Uh, and, I, 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 I get people all the time who ask me if my cats have done anything weird lately. Yeah, because that, that's where you have the influence in their mind. Yes. They know they're not looking at you as the cat expert. They're looking at you as a marketer, a business guy, an entrepreneur that they trust, but they relate to you because you have cats. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to build our audience, not just our, you know, our email list, not just our Facebook followers, everyone, the people who read our book, the people who download our PDFs, the people who visit our website or subscribe on social or listen to our podcasts, everywhere they see us, we want them to know us. We want them to walk up in the grocery store and be like, hey, Gary, how's Stella doing? And I don't know who uh-huh. the heck they are, but they just know my dog's name, Stella. Because that's what we do with our favorite celebrities. That's what we do with our favorite personality brands. We talk about them like we know them. That's when we yeah. want to get by what they have. I do it all the time. I bought shoes to go on walks. You know who told me about the shoes? He didn't know he told me about the shoes. Jesse Itzler, Itzler which is Sarah Blakely's husband. Yeah. Jesse Itzler wears a brand of shoes. He's very athletic. So when I was looking for new shoes, I went and bought the shoes that he wears. I'm not going to his events and learning how to run marathons like he's running. I don't want to run a marathon. But I trust that he knows what he's talking about when it comes to, to like, shoes to go walk in. So I bought the brand of shoes that he wears. And that makes dollars and cents because I want to learn from somebody who's doing it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, just like, yeah, just like, uh, you know, I – 
you, know, you and I had a conversation, just uh, you know, brief exchange on Facebook just the other day. Uh, the difference between uh, I think it was message building and tribe building, and yeah. uh, I and I and I that resonated with me because I thought and I responded. You said, "Yeah, it's funny. I that occurred to me a few weeks ago." So I've been working on the tribe building. Where I realized that was important is I started doing some live streams ahead of some new things I've coming out for 2021. And I was getting like three people on those live streams. I'm thinking, what the hell's going on here? I mean, the, you know, nobody's checking in just to see. I used to get 20 people on the live stream. Yeah. Then I looked at my overall social media engagement and realized that it was kind of low. So yeah. I decided to focus on, okay, I have the message. We're doing the Podcast Creators Institute stuff, but I'm going to take a pause here for a brief period of time. And now I'm letting our listeners in on a piece of my strategy. We're going to focus on the tribe building, just getting a conversation going. So what's been a recent, very hot topic, obviously our election. Now, without getting partisan, I was able to create a conversation around that uh, from a point of view like you'd cover in your civics class. In fact, I wrote this very long post about the process for selecting a president of the United States and how it's not what the media says it is that is probably going to be, at least as of this speaking, one of my most viral posts of all time. That's awesome. And what that's doing is it's attracting people and they say, oh, this is that guy who, who – who really knows this stuff that took the time to research it, that really bifurcated this. And what's really awesome about it is he was able to do it in a nonpartisan way that allows us all to understand it the way we need it to. So seems like a kind of guy I could relate to and a kind of guy I want to tell others about. So naturally, when I, you know, I'm ready to speak more about launching your podcast, more people are going to be tuned in getting interested in that because now it's a, another facet they're going to be learning about me. Yeah, you're you're right, and it's your personality, it's your style. You took your approach, and the people who liked your approach, who resonated with your message, will lean into you. Correct. Yeah, and that's what you want, because there are thousands of people out here. Like literally, um, I I was since you're talking about the election, I was watching a bit of the election the night the election happened, and. And happened to tune into Joe Rogan's live just to see what was going on. Yeah. He had 300,000 people at one point in time. And then the next point in time I looked at him, he had 600,000 people watching live. Yeah. This, oh, is, a know, pod, yeah. this is a podcast host. Yeah. The news that I was watching, like the news channel that was also broadcasting live on YouTube live, had 80,000 people watching it. He had seven times more people watching his than they did right why do you think that is because he has influence he has an audience he has a tribe of people who genuinely care about what he has to say he also has a tribe of people who hate what he has to say and, and that's what you and, want. And, and who tune in just so they can hate him saying it and what they do is they, they, they get riled up. They go post about it. And what that does is that piques someone else's curiosity, and he brings in another loyal fan. Isn't that funny how that works? You literally get your haters working for you. You do. It, it works all the time because they're out there. Oh, I hate this person. I, well, who's that person? Oh, I looked them up, man. They're pretty cool. Uh, and and you, know how, you know how else that works? Uh, somebody may say, Oh well, I I, I freaking hate Joe Rogan. He's a he's stupid. He's a jerk. He's an asshole. And you look at the person saying it, and you think, okay, well, if that person hates Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's probably a cool guy. Yep. It's you funny how that works. That you know the other yeah. thing that happens? Yeah. You get two smart guys like us talking about it on a podcast the very next week. Exa exactly. We're working for Joe Rogan now. I I I guarantee he gets at least one new fan because of us. Yep, or one person that used to watch him and has been like, man, I ain't checked out his stuff in a minute. I'm going to go check him out again. Yeah, we have about 15 minutes here. I mean, and after we're done, I'm going to I'm gonna catch up on a couple <laughs> client uh, client things. I may stream me a little Joe Rogan in the background while I'm doing it. Yeah, and if, if he's not your guy, then that's okay. Yeah. But like, you've got to become you. When you're looking at these audiences and you're looking at your email list, your owned audience or the audience you're going to try and earn or the audience you're going to go pay to, to get access to, like just be you and find your little personality quirks and your little pieces of character that people will either love or hate. And that's OK if they do like they may love you or they may hate you. There was a guy down here in my town 
this past week, and he had these gold cars that he shipped in from Miami, and they were obnoxious as they could be, and he drove them everywhere. But he had people coming and showing up to just take pictures in front of his gold-plated cars. And he had other people that said they were stupid. That's what you want. You want both of that side. So you want to come out, and you don't have to take a stance on something you don't believe in. Like I'm not asking you to come out and take the biggest stance in the world on the most controversial topic and ostracize no. half the world. Just talk about what you're comfortable with. If you're if you're comfortable talking about cats, talk about cats. You don't have to diss dogs and talk bad about dogs. You just talk about cats. <laughs> I, I, I know. People think that's such a zero-sum game. It's like, no, 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 no. I, I don't hate dogs. In fact, I love dogs. Uh, uh, it's just uh, I lean toward cats a little bit, and I've never said I wouldn't have a dog. Uh, in fact, my view on it is I understand dogs. I grew up with a lot of dogs. My parents had a lot of cats. They also had a lot of dogs. I know dogs. And uh, if they, if I were to have a dog here, I would want it to be in a situation where I was more planted, where I wasn't traveling as much because dogs don't do as well when the human travels. The cat is happy for you to be gone for a few days, but the <laughs> dog wants their human around. Uh, also, uh, also, I would think it'd be better to have dogs like if, you know, when I get to the point where I have a family or I have more than one other person living here or something like that, because dogs actually tend to be more social in my experience and do better in environments where there are multiple people. Like your Stella probably works great because, you know, it's you and your wife and uh, you may have your kids visiting uh, or anybody else that's coming by. So, and you, walk around town a lot my Stella who's a cat uh likes the fact that I hang out here 12 hours a day and she can just nap right next to me yep exactly yeah and you want your ideal clients to almost know at some point in time in their journey of getting to know you that you have cats because when they show up on a call with you there's a good chance they're going to see your cat walk across the computer yeah, that happens with me every single time. Alessandra never gives me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you want clients that think that's cute and are okay yeah. with it, not clients who think that's unprofessional and are not okay with it. Are you are you kidding me? Uh, I've got people who will follow my live streams because they know Princess Alessandra's going to try and interrupt it, and they just want to yep. see they just want to see how successful she is. Yep, exactly. Hey, whatever you, gets them in. And you want those people to spend the money with you. Yeah. Because that's your people. Like, there are weird people. We're all weird. And there are weird people in this world. And we just need to find our own little group of those weird people. We don't need a lot of them. That's right. You know, we, we think we need a lot. You know, I was looking at, like, Marie Forleo's audience running a Facebook ad to it today, and it was 1.6 million people. I don't need 1.6 million people. I need about the right 10,000 of those 1.6 million people. And if I had the right 10,000 of those 1.6 million people, I would make a lot of money. I would probably make, based on my current projections, I would make at least $10 million off of those 10,000 people. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, and again, that's just a very small slice of the pie. That's what, 1% or a tenth of 1% or something? It's really yeah, it's small. it's such a small number. So rather than letting the world tell you which number of those people you get to see just spend your time and your energy really crafting your audience and saying i want to find a segment of marie forleo's audience that loves cats and that also lives in the midwest because those are my people and that also have kids at home because man i need somebody that's going to understand that my kids are going to pop up and bug me in the middle of my calls. Yeah, true, true, true. So uh, segment yeah. that audience and get your right audience. No, and another then, one. Yeah, go, they yeah, will another, always lean into your story. Oh yeah, another way of looking at that is let's say that you are really, really, really into working out, which means you're going to be in the gym two or three times a day. You're going to be running several miles a day. Uh, and if you're working from home, you're not going to be working from nine to five. In fact, you're probably going to be in the gym from like eight to 11. Then you're going to have a power lunch. Then you're going to work for two hours Then you're going to run another five miles. Then you're going to hit the gym again. Then you're going to, then you're going to come back and do three more hours of client work. So you need the people who are going to understand you're not a nine to five person. You're going to come through, but you're going to want them to relate to yeah man i'm 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 serious about hitting the weights too so i i get it uh and uh, yeah, i want them i want them out there hit pumping iron uh and examples, then working for me yeah i was gonna say your examples that you use your teaching lessons that you use 
your um, your discipline style are all going to be around fitness. That's right. You may even have a principle or a belief that fitness and your your physical fitness has something to do with your mental or your business success. It'll also come across in the metaphors. So if you have somebody um, there, there it's gonna it's gonna be something like cleaning the weights, benching a thousand, you know, yep, exactly. winning the marathon, uh, putting in the extra five laps. And that's going to be part of your natural conversation about business where, yeah. where that, where, where uh, really kicking ass on a launch is going to be scoring a home run or yep. a touchdown. And they're going to relate to that. Yeah. We're in double overtime. Our starting quarterbacks on the bench. Yep. He got injured. And what are we going to do here, man? And if you don't relate to that kind of conversation, then if you're that type of coach, you're probably not going to have success with that client. Right. So rather than just letting the world, unless you tell the world that you're the guy who's going to use all these football analogies, the world doesn't know that. So just go find the people that like Marie Forleo and also like football. Right. I'm sure I'm sure she's got a lot of them. Yeah, a ton of them. Yeah. Go find the men that like Marie Forleo. Yeah, a lot of those. Right. But like, don't go find everybody. Just go find your people. So if you look at everywhere you're growing and building your audience, and if you fill it with the right people, then they will always relate with every story you email them. You will get the highest email open rates. You'll make the most money through affiliate marketing. They'll buy your offers even more. Everything will work better. If you just use the right message to the right audience at the right time and you have to intentionally craft those audiences. Right, 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 right. So uh, basically there's one more thing I think we have time to cover here. Uh, And this is a little bit, not exactly time sensitive, but era sensitive. So if somebody's good chance of business creators radio show is still going to be here in seven years and good chance of the COVID pandemic is going to be over by then. We've been here for seven years. I predict seven more. So where we are today is the COVID era has led to the rise of so many of these online networking groups. I think I belong to like five or six now. None of them are like the the, uh, entrepreneur cooperative though. Now, while all these networking groups are great, uh, this is a unique form of tribe building. And I want to merge out with another question as well, is that we need opportunities for public speaking and media exposure since even as we reopen America and reopen the world, and I hope we continue doing that, I think in-person seminars are the last thing that are coming back. So we're merging this uh, idea of networking uh, and getting exposure. What, how does the Entrepreneur Cooperative solve those issues in its own unique way? Well, one of the biggest struggles that I've found, and if you're part of any monthly membership groups, I've ran a lot of them. I understand how they work. What you'll see is you'll see people tagged, and then you'll see their names grayed out because a couple months later, they're no longer a member. Right. Or you'll go to build a relationship with someone, and then you go to, you go to ping them or tag them, and they're no longer a member. Right. So that's the problem with these online networking groups or these monthly memberships and trying to build your true connections and your networking there. So the Entrepreneur Cooperative, every person you see in that, as long as they keep Facebook active, they're still there. Now, if they decide to ghost and leave the world, that's that's their choice. But you're not going to like like you know lose them in this group and then all of a sudden see them pop up in this other group because they're in there for life. So you can truly build some lifelong relationships. Yeah. And and that's what I think we really want. You know, I still talk to people that I met at Jeff Walker events and you know, I, I became business partners and dear friends. He had passed away with someone that I met at a Suzanne Evans event the very first year I went to one of her events. And so right. I built some of my my best relationships there. I've also built some of my best relationships online with people that I've never met in my life. Yeah, because I, I just communicate with them on a regular basis and we just talk and we get to know each other and we learn what the other person likes. And and those relationships become strong over time. So in and I agree with you, Adam, I don't think that the online or the, the offline seminars and that kind of game, I don't think it'll ever be the same anymore. Um, I think people learned it's actually more convenient to stay at home and it saves yeah. money and it's it's easier and it's, it's better for time. You and I were talking about that the other day on a happy hour. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that that's what's going to happen. And 
I think that we have to, you know, we have to open the doors and we have to say, how can I get a little bit of knowledge from an expert and build relationships with people for life? And when I do that, oh man, it's going to be awesome. And that's what the entrepreneur cooperative is able to do. You know, I was just thinking about that. Uh, since I, since I joined the entrepreneur cooperative and I paid for life, it's like, I literally can't cancel that. No. And I, I, I mean, wanted you to be able to. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I could leave the Facebook group, uh, but that doesn't change the fact I have a membership in your membership group. And uh, you could always, if you notice that for some reason I was in your Facebook group uh, for some reason, you could because I have a lifetime membership and you have that um, explicit responsibility to me that's created by the contract and me having paid say, hey, man, uh, just want to make sure we get you back in the Facebook group. So it wouldn't be a begging or a pleading. It would simply be an administrative customer service follow up. Yeah. And I had one person leave the group. Um, they were upset that I didn't make a very positive or negative. They wanted me to take a stance publicly concerning a, a most recent social activity. And I refused to take a stance publicly. I see. And they decided that since I didn't take a stance, they did not want to follow me because a leader that they followed needed to take a stance. You know and what? I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that. And I see way too much of that. They, want, they demand that their leaders take a stance, whether it's a, you know, endorsing a political candidate or um, a stance on a social issue or something along those lines. And, you know, I, no, 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 no. In fact, I avoid brands that do that because I see that as alienating. Now, if the owner acting as a private citizen has a view, well, then I encourage that because they're a citizen and they have a right to speak. But yep. to force that upon their business, yeah, that to me, that's alienating because what if they decide, because even if I agree with the stance they're taking today, what if they take a stance tomorrow that I oppose? Now what? Yeah, and I agree with you completely. The person decided they didn't want to be part of the group, and I did just what you said. I noticed they weren't in the group, and I said, hey, let's get you back in. And they said, I, I and they told me what happened. And I said, no problems at all. You have a membership for life. If you ever change your mind, request access to the group, log into our online membership, because even if you don't want to be in the group, you can still log into our portal and watch the content. And if I'm here, if you ever need me for the rest of your life, you paid for the access. So you know what? And this person, they may leave and five years from now, they may circle back around. I may never hear from them again, but I, I'll tell you what, it wasn't a cancel mentality because they know they got what they paid for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, lo I love this. So we're actually at the top of the hour, and I just want to remind our listeners, what you just got was a masterclass in affiliate marketing. I know the word, the term masterclass is often bastardized, but this is truly it. I, you you got to subscribe to Business Creators Radio Show. Go back and listen to this one. And there are so many direct paths to revenue there that are easy and fun and really just linked to whatever your intersection of your brilliance and your passion is. I couldn't have written this better for myself. So as we wrap up, Gary, just to you know, take a minute and tell us about the uh, Entrepreneur Cooperative and how somebody can get started with that. Yeah, Adam, so we'll get a link that you can share out with your group um, in here. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and create it. Let's, let's, I'll create this on the fly here, and I'll, I'll make it just after this. But let's call it entrepreneurcooperative.com slash – give me something, Adam. Uh, BCRS stands okay, for Business Creators – stands for Business Creators Radio Show. Okay, so what we'll do is whatever price – so today – it's November of 2020. It's yeah. $497. The price is going to go up over time. I will give every person who comes in through this link 50% off of whatever the price is. So That's a fair save, deal. They're going to save 50%, and they get to join the Entrepreneur Cooperative. So today, if you decided to do that, that'd be $248.50 you would pay. That's a lifetime membership fee. What you get for that is you get access to me through monthly coaching, through an Ask Me Anything session a Facebook group, you get access to our membership portal, which has all of our recorded videos, all of our masterclasses. You get access to monthly masterclasses. You get access to a face-to-face -face session every month. You get access to ask questions in that Facebook group with anybody that's there. And it's an open networking opportunity. It's not a pitch fest, but it is open networking and open relationship building. So it's a place where if you need a little help with something, you come in and you ask. Like I needed somebody the other day that ran YouTube ads 
I have a client that does about $250,000 a month on Facebook ads right now um, in revenue generated from their Facebook ad spend. They wanted to start on a $15,000 a month YouTube ad budget. I went in the group and asked for an introduction and I got the introduction of a guy who's doing a couple million dollars right now a month on YouTube. So it's wow. a powerful group of entrepreneurs. And for that one-time fee, you're getting, basically you're getting access to one of the most powerful Rolodexes you'll ever use. And life is all about who you know. It's not necessarily what you know. It's who you know and how you can shortcut your problems when you have them. Sweet. And who you can build your relationships with because we are the sum of the people that we hang around. I love this. So entrepreneurcooperative.com forward slash BCRS. Everybody check that out. All right, we're right at the top. So Gary Henderson, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me, one hell of an education. Thank you so much, Adam, for having me and I'm always honored to be here with you. You bet, you bet. All right, so for everybody listening, we trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at businesscreatorsradioshow.com. That's www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes like this one delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.